Introducing NASM One, NASM's ultimate membership program, where the NASM community helps each other build incredible careers, transforming the lives of the clients we inspire and supporting each other as we grow and succeed. NASM One is best in class tools, cutting edge certifications, confidence in your craft, and everything you do as a personal trainer made easy. You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, winner of the Share Care Emmy Award for Social Storytelling and the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and today uh, we're going to be talking about... uh, topic and I've gotten this topic based off of a video that I've been sent several times lately and it's a video with Dr. Stuart McGill and the link they've sent me is probably from Squat University which I love Squat University I know a lot of you guys follow them and the Squat University guy loves Dr. Stuart McGill so uh, here's the interesting thing there was there was a big guy he's a power lifter and Stuart McGill has this guy kind of trying to increase the max number of pull-ups that he can do. But in the video, he talks about this. And instead of, you know, let's say you can do 10 pull-ups, let's go for 10. And the only way you can get more than 10 pull-ups is by doing 10 pull-ups and then doing 10 pull-ups again and doing 10 pull-ups until you can almost get there's 10 and a half and then do 10 and a half and then do 10 and three quarter and then finally you get 11. Uh, He kind of smashes that and he says there's a different way to go about it and it's a very interesting way. And so he has this power lifter guy do one very explosive pull-up in this video, does one very explosive pull-up and then stops. He takes a break. And then he does another one very explosive pull-up, maybe two. Here we go, two pull-ups at most. Then take a break, walk away. Short break, not like you would do after 10 repetitions and then take two, three minutes of rest, but maybe taking 20 to 45 seconds of rest and then come back and do it again. Well, I've been sent that a lot, and really what this person is doing and what Stuart McGill is having this guy do is something called a cluster set. And with so many people sending that to me, like, look at this novel way of doing this, and it's not that novel. It's been around for a long time. I'd say over 50 years as part of a practice, and early research showed some people doing it. But... Um, when does the research really start on it? Well, it didn't start really until probably 20 years ago. And there were some researchers looking into what it looked like to do cluster sets. And so I'm going to pull some information, some quotes today from Latella at all 2019, the acute neuromuscular response to cluster set resistance training, a systematic review and meta-analysis. And this is just really coming from, uh, and an acute approach. There's a follow-up study that was done in 2021 uh, about chronic effects. And, and I think there are benefits. And really, here's what our takeaway is. They're, it's beneficial. 
And it's not entirely sure if it's as beneficial or more beneficial than other types of resistance training. But I will talk to you about cluster sets, why I think you should include them into your training, and why your clients may like having it included into their training. So one of the things that uh, Latella et al. says in this study about cluster sets is that they've really started to gather interest because of their proposed ability to maximize neuromuscular adaptations, provide overload, to maintain training intensity, and to minimize overtraining. Well, how? <laughs> how, how do all of these wonderful things happen? And I think you can look at it and say, here's a follow-up quote. Cluster sets are based on the principle of implementing short intraset rest periods between groups of repetitions. So I'm going to get into that, but let me just say this. If you're doing sets of, well, let's talk about it. a traditional set might look like four sets of six reps with one to three minutes of rest that's going to take place between each set. Well, that's good, but by the time you get to your I don't know, fourth, fifth, sixth repetition, and you're kind of maxing out, you're gassing out the body, you're depleting your ATP stores. And certainly, based off of a podcast that I did not too long ago about the force velocity curve, what you're really doing is that as you start to slow down, you increase the internal force that is created. But as you produce speed, there's less internal forces inside the muscles that are working. And so therefore, when you are producing speed, you are trying to move at velocity, doing this type of training can help you maintain that speed. You are maintaining the explosiveness of a lift. So the, the proposal, the idea is that you never really are getting that fatigued while doing this type of training. Well, what does this type of training look like? Well, we talked about the cluster sets that Stu McGill did. But what a cluster set may look like, you still take that four sets of six repetitions, but those six reps may be divided, may be set up where it's two sets of three, where there's just brief rest in between, looking at usually 15 to 45 seconds in the intra-set breaks. It could, it could also be looking at a five rep max intensity. Rather than doing five sets of five, with a long rest in between, you could do one to two explosive reps and then rest 20, that 15 to 20 to 40, 45 seconds. Take that rest in between those two explosive repetitions and do that for a total. If you're looking at five by five, then you can do that for 25 total repetitions instead of breaking that up into multiple sets. So it's still the same volume of lift. It's still five by five. In fact, you can take the rest that you would do in between each set of five and just divvy that up and put it in between each set of two. And so you're controlling for the same amount of rest. You've got the same amount of volume. Volume in this particular instance means the um, weight or the intensity, the number of uh, repetitions and the number of sets, or in this, the total number of repetitions. So idea behind this cluster, breaking these up into smaller groups of lifts is that you're maintaining that explosiveness. 
you're maintaining technical efficiency. So as you start to lift and the weight gets heavier and it's harder to lift, then the back starts to arch, the body starts to twist, maybe the knees start to adduct. There are different things that start to happen as you fatigue going into your later stage repetitions in any particular set. And here, you don't get to that as much because you are not getting to that really, that endpoint fatigue. Also, it limits the depletion of ATP. Therefore, it keeps that intensity high and it keeps the movement fast. So here's one of the things, the kind of takeaways that Latella et al. says, ultimately, this fatigue that we talked about contributes to the reduction in velocity, power, and work output, especially when performed to repetition failure. Thus, intraset, intra within set, set, um, that intraset should, at least in theory, attenuate fatigue development and allow for one, maintenance in force and velocity, aka power, two, maintenance of training intensity, and three, greater overall amount of work to be performed. Conversely, there are several studies demonstrating that structuring training into cluster sets does not influence force, velocity, or power output. So there are always those studies that we're going to see some that this is very pro cluster set. And then you find some that are like, well, based on what we've seen, the cluster set does not necessarily produce greater force or velocity or power output. All right. But again, don't be fooled. The volume is the same, resulting in soreness that will still be there. And I'm going to tell you this. You can do this. This is an example because I pull it from doing cluster sets with my clients. I have a client. She's she's small but mighty. She's very strong. She's been training, not necessarily with me, but been training for a very long time. She's very fit, very focused on her, her lifting and performance training. And, uh, and I said, well, let's, let's do cluster sets. And so we did cluster sets and she loved it because she was like, oh, I'm doing, she's doing maybe a five rep max, but we only did it for two reps. And then we'd take a small break. We'd do for two reps. We'd take a small break and then we'd do one rep and then we'd take a longer break. So, and, and I'll break down and give you the, the sample of cluster set that I like to use, but what she said, and you know, we're halfway through the workup. She's like, I really like this because I'm lifting heavy, but I'm never getting fatigued necessarily. My heart rate, I don't feel like I'm gassed metabolically at the end. There's no burn in the muscles. It's just, it's a really hard, heavy, fast lift for two reps. And then two reps again, and then one rep, and then take a longer break. And then she was like, I love it. And then she had the weekend off. So we worked out on Friday. She comes in on a Monday and she goes, Rick, my quads were so sore. And this is somebody, again, she trains with me three days a week. She's very fit. She's used to things, uh, the intensity that we've done. And it just didn't feel like that was intensity. So don't be fooled. The volume is the same and it can result in a lot of soreness because you're lifting heavier weights than you would normally do. And therefore... You got to be careful with these workouts and how you implement it because it can fool you. It seems like you may not be sore because you're never really lifting to the point of fatigue, but you will be tender if you are not used to this type of lifting. It is a new type of workout for you, then you are going to feel it. 
Let me give another quote from this study. Lutella et al. cluster sets are useful, are a useful strategy to attenuate the loss in velocity, power, and peak performance due to um, during resistance training and should be used to maintain neuromuscular performance, especially when kinetic outcomes are emphasis, uh, emphasized. However, it remains unclear if the benefits translate to improved performance across all resistance training exercises between sexes and across the lifespan. So they did in this systematic review and meta-analysis says that it does attenuate velocity. It keeps um, it keeps velocity elevated, keeps power and peak performance output elevated. But does it do that for all the lifts? Does it do that for all genders and across the lifespan of this type of lifting? Now, I want to share with you a method of clusters that I've been doing lately and that I like throwing it out there, you know, pick it up and run with it if it feels like something that you want to play with. So instead of doing three sets of 10, right, I've broken this up into six sets of five. And that five is broken up into intrasets within the set breakup or subclusters. So there are six sets of two lifts. And then we take a break for 20 seconds. And then we do two more. And then we take a break for 20 seconds. And then we do one more. And mentally, that's really nice for people where they're like, two and only 20 seconds break, not a lot of recovery, do two more, that weight's getting really heavy, take a 20 second break. And when you come back, all you have to do is just one very explosive lift. And then you set it down and then take a 60 second rest between each set. So 20 seconds between each subset and then 60 seconds between each set. This is something that I've been playing with. It's got the same amount of volume that you would otherwise have with three sets of 10, but you get six sets of five. If you decide you want to do it and you can do five sets of six because five times six is 30, six times five is 30, but you can subset that into a two, two, two. So two 20 second break, two more 20 second break, two more 60 second break and do that five times. And that is also a type of cluster. Some people even put pause sets as a type of cluster set where it's kind of you lift until you're fatiguing and then you just hold at the top. And then when you can get another rep or two out, then you do another rep or two. And then you pause and you see if you get another rep out. And that's a pause set. So some people put that as a cluster set. Now, as we're arguing this, it's all about trying to identify, well, what is a really good solid definition of a cluster set? And so some people argue against that being a cluster set because it is not a designated time and it's not a designated rep range. So you're kind of getting as many as you can do until you have to take a break and then push again. I I think anything that, you know what, I'm, I'll let all the academics kind of go out and argue. And then once they decide what it is, then it's fine. But for my state, like if you want to call it a cluster set, great. And if you don't, I'm also fine with that, that that rest pause method. Um, but I like this idea of clusters. I like the uh, equating volume. I like each repetition being explosive. I love the limited fatigue. And I very much am a fan of maintaining good technical proficiency. So your form is always going to look good, 
because you're not pushing yourself to absolute fatigue every time you get to the end of your set. So with that being said, I hope you found this helpful. And I think it's fun to explore weightlifting concepts and play around with the variables. And if this sounds like something you want to do, then go out there and play with some of the cluster sets. If you're already doing cluster sets, then I would love for you to hit me up and let me know what type of clusters you do, how they differ from the ones that I've been playing around with and how I've been doing my clusters and subclusters. So let me know what you do out there. I'm interested. I'm interested in it. Hit me back up. You can do so. You can hit me up at dr.rickritchie on Instagram and threads, or you can email me rick.ritchie at nasm.org. Thanks for listening. Y'all keep inspiring people to fitness. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast.